1: Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by the company you depend upon for all of your greatest needs, Heart Life. These stories are true dramatizations from our fair city's glorious history. So listen and remember, HeartLife, all the life you'll ever need. Tonight we bring you far from the safe, warm walls of the monolithic tower that houses the powerful Heart Life Corporation, and venture once more out into the frozen tundra that was old New England. Here there is precious little succor for the wretched wolves that eke out a lean and hungry life. On a bitter night such as this, the scent of unwary prey wafting across the plain is irresistible, and the thought of sinking her teeth into the warm flesh lures the she-wolf closer. To smell it so strongly through the sleet and the wind means it is near. The ice here is scarred and shattered by charred flotsam, spreading further than the wolf can see. The tang of ozone and carbon mingled, the unmistakable aroma of living, breathing, edible creatures. The twisted hunks of metal are barely recognizable as the wreckage of the downed lightning rig Stormhawk. The shadowed bulk of her main hull rises from the darkness, out of her element, like a beached whale. Within, two primates rest on little stands. Their separate cots resemble nothing so much as platters to our hungry canine.
2: There's got to be more time before six bells.
0: Yeah, there is.
2: Oh. Okay.
0: Jane? 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 Oh, you're asleep? so well since the crash, you know? I I guess you must know. I keep thinking about the ones that left with that Henderson clown. I bet they didn't make it far. It's cold out there, you know? When I close my eyes, I see them. They walk out just over the nearest ridge and then they start to fall. One by one. Gets to me. Like it's my fault! I should have stopped them! No. To
2: sleep. (gasps) Sorry. Oh, what now? (gasps) Uh Oh, my famous, sweet board of directors. I thought you wanted to talk some more, (laughs) Jane. Easy, Bucko. I got this.
0: Wow. Are you sure it's dead?
2: Pretty sure, yep.
0: Wow.
2: Tomorrow I'll make that and do a blanket.
0: I'm impressed. But, I kind of feel bad too.
2: Well, feel bad off the bed. Can't deal with your weak stomach.
0: No, no, this wolf, right? It was going to eat us. Yeah. Wear our bones as hats. Uh-huh. But that's not its fault, right?
2: What the crack is wrong with you?
0: It's like instinctual to the wolf. We can't blame it for wanting to eat us. It just wants to run free and howl at the sky and gnaw on our bones.
2: Benny, that is so sensitive of you. Yeah? Yeah. Are you trying to sleep with me? What? We share a room, but not a bed, right? Yeah. Well, I really hope you're trying to turn that arrangement into something more. You do? Yes, I do. Well,
0: now that you mention it. Because
2: as painfully awkward as that would be, at least it would excuse this touchy-feely bull crap. Wolves just want to be understood. And suddenly, you care about a couple of morons from the crew who preferred a forced march across the frozen waste to staying here. Who left with Henderson anyway? That lickspittle, clear skies, Tim, Jack, and Grayson. Few others. They made their choice. But the wolves, and the cold. I've seen Neil Henderson climb hand over hand up a lightning rig's tether and catch an anchor line barehanded. I'm quite sure he and his friends are perfectly fine. Go to sleep!
0: Things would be different if Lucky Strike were alive. You
2: shut your crackling mouth right now.
1: For now, dear listeners, let us leave these two lonely survivors to the life of isolation that they have chosen and turn our eyes far across the icy plain to Neil Henderson and his party of lightning riggers. Deep instinct has called them back across the trackless plain to the one home that they know. They have braved the elements on the slim hope of returning to the warmth and safety of heart life.
3: Well, this is bracing. No, it's not. I don't know what y'all have to complain about. I don't mean to complain, Captain, sir. It's just a bit cold out here. I can't feel anything below my ankles. And it's getting dark. Miss Allison never pushed us this hard. Well, Miss Allison asked me to lead this little expedition. Isn't that right?
4: That's right, I did. Neil has made it through a lot worse than this, and he'll get us back safely. Yeah, this is
3: nothing adventure is all. Now, I know it's cold and dark, but we can't stop right now. Those wolves are still following us. I knew we never should have fed them. Charlie didn't mean to feed them. It was an accident. Well, he should have thought of that before he got (coughs) it. we got to pick up the pace. Lomi here will want to wake up someplace warm, I expect. (coughs) If she wakes up at all. Lomi is doing just fine. She's just sleeping it off, is all. Isn't that right, Lomi? (coughs) That settles. Now quit your belly aching and let's get moving! Captain, sir? I don't think... I don't think I can...
4: Tim! He's alive, but his pulse is weak. I, I don't know what to do for him. You hear that, Neil Henderson? You'll be the death of us all! Easy, Jack! Neil knows what he's doing. We'll stop and
3: rest and... What? No! We are not stopping just because this one fella can't keep his feet beneath him.
4: Neil? everyone can keep up with you.
3: All right. Fine, 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 we can carry him along with us.
4: None of us can do that, Neil. We can't do what you do. The rest of us aren't used to slogging through the waste. You wanted me to lead
3: this expedition.
4: And you're still the only one who can lead us back to the city. But for now, we need to stop and build a fire or we're going to lose Tim and who knows how many others.
3: Best thing for Tim right now is to keep moving. Here, I'll
4: even give him my coat.
3: Come on now, fella, we gotta get you up. Let's go now. Uh, 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 what is that awful smell? Well, that is the subtle aroma of a raccoon pelt, son. It'll keep you warm. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside.
4: Tim, can you walk? Captain Henderson wants to put a few more miles on today.
3: I think so, Cap-ma'am. All right, then. Let's move! Uh...
4: There is one way back to the city, and that's in the tracks of this man right here. We will follow Neil Henderson or we will die. Get moving!
3: Ma'am, right you are. Let's go. We're
4: covering at least
3: 14 miles before we stop. I promise to get this mole back safe and sound, and that's just what I mean to do.
4: How are you going to do that, Neil? I know you don't want to hear this, but she doesn't have long. That's why we have to move fast.
3: Maybe tomorrow I can send some of those Scott fellas out to kill us a raccoon or two, and we can make some wide, flat shoes out of their hides, you know, for, for walking over this white, fluffy stuff.
4: None of these people can kill a raccoon, Neil.
3: You're probably right. Then there'd be nothing to hunt the wolves that are chasing us. We'd better bag us one or two of them instead. No,
4: Neil, that is not what I mean. No one here is killing any wolves or raccoons. And they can't keep up this pace. Well, why in the hell not? It's not their fault. They're only human.
3: What if we lasso a couple of them? Th- the wolves, I mean. Maybe I could wrestle them into submission and we could ride them for a ways You and-
4: don't get it. That's not going to work. You've got 12 cold, hungry people you're responsible for now. You have got to start thinking about more than just yourself! That is exactly what I'm doing! She's just a mole, Neil! There are people here and you need to help them!
3: I have heard you say some hurtful things before, but I never expected to hear those words from you. Just a mole? Just a mole? I made a promise, Allison, and to some of us that still means something. Go on. Get out of here. Go make your fire and your food. We can stop. I'll be here when you decide you're ready to start moving. Benny is right to fear
1: for our dear departed policies in the unforgiving waste, far from the embrace of our life-giving corporation. Out there, the wind doesn't howl, it screams. It is dark, and there are wolves. Mongrels will turn a man into meat meal in a minute and minus some miracle metabolic processes turn to molasses in moments. Can a lone policy like Neil Henderson make the difference for his band? Can they survive on the extraordinary qualities of an individual or will they succumb to their statistically inevitable fate? Find out as the story of our fair city continues.
0: The Fable and Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish.